0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Hub Podcast. Today, we still have Yaron Perlman joining us, a CEO and founder at DevStreams.com. So we still wanted to talk to you guys about things that we've discussed previous episode, and we wanted to continue that here. So thanks for joining us. Now, Yaron, you know I can imagine that introducing a new paradigm in the tech space is not easy, right? And can you, you know, can you share some of the like challenges? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I would uh, probably break it down into three, and it's kind of how we approach it and and how we start the journey. So the first would be how how do we start? How to make the first steps? Right? We need to uh, face those decision makers and um and basically get them on board with uh with, with starting the journey and i say that the, the first challenge is getting that change awareness how do we get that uh those leaders uh those decision makers into a mindset that yes there is a change that's needed how do we uh kind of tackle the the, the general thinking right when it's it's not broken don't fix it. Or how do we, uh, uh, how do we deal with that? So the way uh, that I, uh, handle this change is say, you've probably heard of concepts like the lean, uh, the lean startup, right. And, and uh-huh. new ideas that are there, uh, for, for starting something new. But I try to promote something like the lean, uh, startup or sort of not the lean startup, the fit startup or the fit organization. So. Who doesn't want to be fit, right? It's 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 something that uh, we need to work on, and the way we work on being fit is by moving, and, and being ready for change, right? If if we move ourselves from um, a situation where we're we're stagnant, we're not introducing anything, we're in a steady state, and we start moving, we start flowing. Uh, then we we make ourselves ready for change and become become more fit and that's that's mm-hmm. really kind of the conversations that that I'm trying to have uh, and say look even if everything is great we need to think of the future we need to be future ready uh, we need to get into a, a state of mind where where there's movement involved where there's change involved and that will get us into a better fit. And, uh, this is, this resonates with a lot of the people that I'm talking to. The second challenge that we're facing is, is kind of dealing with risks. Um, some of the leaders or some of the prospects that I talk to are kind of concerned in terms of taking resources and changing the way they work or taking resources and trying something new, uh, with those set of resources. And the way we deal with that is we say look it's not really about taking those uh resources and not getting any type of, of benefit back we're taking these resources or, or we're introducing new things into these resources in a way that will enable us to later get more from our investment in those resources and 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 I try to to take them away from the thinking that we're risking something because we may lose something and try to get them more into a uh, state of thinking where what we can gain out of it. And for my example, even where um, we were less successful in getting results quicker because of various various scenarios, what we were able to do even when the results didn't come quick enough is to appreciate the knowledge, the insights and the new understandings that we have within the organizations and and the benefits of that was, was really, um, was really interesting. There was a different mindset. So people started to have um, a sense of ownership that they didn't have before and these Started to play a role. Uh, it just there is change, but it takes more time. Um, so, but we're not losing anything, and that's that's really how we deal with that. And the third type of, of, of uh, challenge that we see is with the implementation itself. Sometimes it's not a cookie cutter approach; it, it doesn't fit all the organizations. So, what we do there is. One of the things I talk about the book in the book is that one of the guiding principles is that there are no rules. What we try to do is change the rules or, or change uh, some of the ideas or some of the ways that techniques that I'm describing in the in, in in my paradigm and in the book and kind of mold and tweak them into something that would be a better fit, uh, a better tailor made approach that specific organizations i can give you an example one of the things that i talk about in my book uh with the stream is is taking a different type of structure instead of having uh different departments verticals in an organization we try to grow the organization horizontally there's a structure in which everyone does everything so each one of the members has aspects of development, has aspects of production, what we call DevOps has aspects of support, has aspects of other elements that are part of software delivery. And some of the individuals are not a good fit for that. They want to continue and do and focus on that main, um, the, their main proficiency, say that they are data scientists and they want to continue and do data science Day in day out throughout the entire day, so working in a stream may not be a great fit for them. So what we do is we change the 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 paradigm a little, or we change the rules a little, and we say we we start what we call a center of excellence of data scientists within the organization, and these members are kind of visiting experts on other streams. So they come -hmm. in from stream to stream and provide their proficiency in terms of uh, data science in the context of the various streams so they themselves don't work in uh, in, a, in a single stream they visit multiple streams but still they get to do uh, what they love to do and what they um, kind of identify themselves most which is data science so that's kind of a uh, an example of how we would deal with those implementation challenges and and um the understanding that not everyone is the same we don't have a of approach and we kind of uh-huh. try to change and mold and and tailor our solution uh based on the specific uh, specifics of each organization each organization is different each individual is different
0: Absolutely, yeah, and with all of these challenges that you know we've talked about earlier, and how do you measure success right and how does it take to start you know how long does it take to start seeing results uh, with your program perfect,
1: so yeah, measuring success really um, falls back to the processes that we use uh say if we use agile, we're probably going to embrace a lot of the existing kPIs to measure our productivity and um if we're doing it now we can see those trends uh start to change within a few uh short weeks so i I like to think of it uh tying back to kind of nature and and seeding and and how we look at a plant Uh, so we first seed right and then after a few weeks we start seeing sprouts and that's that's more or less, what what happens with um, with our programs? We start working together, and within a few weeks, you start seeing sprouts of new change emerge. Um, and within a few months, you can actually see a change in, in the trends, of those KPIs that we measure. It's also about personal feeling, right? So the people. Uh, feel more engaged, they, they take ownership more, and, and you can just sense it, the energy changes. So I would say between three to six months, um, you can actually start expecting real value and a real change in the way uh, things are, are getting done. Uh,
0: so that that's really in terms of time. So we're not talking about long periods. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So, yeah, Riyaran, lastly, uh, what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry?
1: Sure. I think the most important one from at least my experience has been always try to be in movement and flow. Uh, like don't rest on your laurels and embrace change. Uh, we see that in nature as well. Everything that's stagnant, everything that doesn't move, ultimately dies. And even if we don't realize it, we need to constantly be in motion, constantly be in flow. Um, you know, it's even in sports, right? Uh, when, when you see those tennis players, they don't just sit anticipating a, a, a ball to come at them, right? They they kind of uh, force themselves to be nature in, in, in motion, force themselves to be on on the verge to accept change, to accept that, that something is, is changing. And
0: mm-hmm. I think that's
1: what we need to do as managers and leaders as well. Another thing that I, you know, I personally uh, like to approach things is, is with out-of-the-box uh, thinking. I think that's what really gives you that that advantage over over others. So don't try to mimic others. Yes, we, you, uh-huh. can, you can take inspiration, you can learn about what's going on, but just don't, don't follow the same type of thinking over and over again, or don't take uh, uh, something as a recipe and follow it. Take it as a baseline, as a baseline for change, and then think out of the box, how you can tweak it and change it into your circumstances think out of the box, I think that would give you a huge advantage. And the last would say, I would say, prefer evolution over revolution. So don't think there is a change that you can, you know, dramatically uh, introduce into an organization uh, that will have very quick results. Uh, focus on small and local changes that are reversible and just do them very, very frequently. You'll see that that's a, a, a better and, and more easy way uh, to introduce change into your environment and to actually introduce a very substantial
0: change. Just take it in small bites. Well, you've heard it from Aaron <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> that was very very insightful and we love that. So yeah, Yaron, before we wrap up this episode, could you please let our listeners know where they can connect with you or find, you know, more information about your work, about your book, and you know, what is the most effective method for reaching out or considering a potential partnership?
1: For sure. Yeah, so my book is available on all platforms um wherever and however you want to consume your content if you like reading it's on amazon both uh, as a hard copy and soft copy if you like listening um, and it's on um, Audible. And I can assure you, it's a very short uh, listen or read. It's only two hours and 96 pages. Um, I think a lot of insights and a lot of new perspectives uh, can be gained for just investing two hours of your time. I think it will be worthwhile. And for our programs, uh, devstreams.com, um, that's where you can find and learn about programs and and deaf dreams as um as as really a program source and uh just connect with me i'm always happy to connect with F. others learn from their experiences from their challenges think is probably the best
0: perfect uh, we're excited to find you online so guys if you've made it this far thank you so much for sticking with us if you get any value from today's episode we'd love to get a rating or a review or where you can get a podcast if there is someone in the midst of growing their business or thinking about starting a business um you know send this episode to them and then take one thing that you learned from today and go out implement it execute it and let us know how it goes We want to hear about your wins, and above all, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate a lot, and see you on the next one. Bye-bye.